it's just uh, it's it's very simple. Um, there are some tools that you do need. Um, so going through the tools that I use, the first, probably the most important thing is to, to start with the basic stuff, are clamps, um, a bandsaw, uh, sanding, any kind of sanding apparatus you've got, whether it's a, 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 a rotary sander like I've got, like a spindle sander, that's certainly very helpful. Uh, but obviously sandpaper, um, you know, I use uh, 120 grit, uh, 240 grit and usually 380 um, although with this guitar because it, it's it's quite a, a rustic style instrument on the, on the body I, I didn't really use the 320 um, I, I stopped at 240 um, definitely a, uh, a, a bench drill you know um, you definitely need that to get, some, to get your straight angles um, a whole range of different, like spade bits that I use, um, obviously drill bits, um, and a dog bolt, as well as pallet timber. Now, I started, this bit, particular instrument, the timber that I used for it was, uh, I used pallet wood for the body. Um, a couple of years ago, I found kind of like a, a kid's futon um, with slats of timber which are um, pine and it's either pine or Oregon because of the because of the grain in it but I think I'm thinking I'm thinking pine and um, I've used a lot of this I've still got enough for probably another I think maybe 10 necks um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really easy. It's really easy to work with. Uh, but the most important thing is with that particular TV, you need a nice chunky fretboard, and it just gives it a little bit of extra strength. Um, this it was a four string. It's a four string that I'm building. So the idea is, I had the uh, the pallet timber for the body, the little beds, the bed slats for the neck. Uh, the fretboard that I used on this particular build was Mango. Uh, and I will put a picture of this guitar up on the um, up on the uh, up on the group page. Um, so it's a mango fretboard. And uh, the first thing I did was I cut the uh, cut the pallet timber to size, very crudely. Um, basically, screw just wherever it fit on the on the um, uh, on the bandsaw. I had a long one long length and cut it into three pieces. And glued the edges together, um, clamped them, and left them for two days, nice and tight. Um, then it came down to the neck. Now, there's another tool that I would highly suggest for something like this, and it just, it made life so much easier, and it's a plunge router. And if you've never used a plunge router before, definitely get yourself one. It was scary as hell. <laughs> Treat it with a lot of respect. Um, but they're, they're, they're hella fun to use. They're great fun to use. Uh, but just, yeah, don't force them. Treat them with respect. Um, yeah. So, basically, the first thing I did was I, I hand-drew the shape that I wanted. And the shape that I ended up going for was a little bit different. 
I just basically cut it by eye. I said, all right, well, that's about it. I found the center line that I wanted to use, uh, cut a shape out, uh, drew the shape first, of course, then cut it out on the bandsaw, and then tweaked it from there. Uh, I then used the spindle sander that I've got, rotating the oscillating spindle sander. Um, not a lot, look, it's, that's a, you know, it's a, the one I've got, I think it's a Triton, um, that was about $250 for that, but it's not, depending on the size of your shop, I mean, not every hobbyist is going to have access to that, so you can buy cheaper versions, you can buy versions that go on your drill press, uh, and they're great. Um, so basically just to get, just to sand back all the edges as you went around, just to really get, try and get a nice, smooth, uh, nice smooth sides uh, so that there's not many steps because it can be very difficult. Otherwise, you're just going to have to do it the old way that I did with the other guitars that I had, which was basically a sanding block uh, and heavy grit sandpaper to get, to get most of the bumps out and then go down any sandpaper from there. But I tell you what, it did save me a hell of a lot of time. Um, probably a day's worth of sanding easily, you know, was done in what 20 minutes it was just it was really easy to do um, after that I ran the uh, the router just to give it a nice round edge around the, around the body um, and then I ended up that was basically the, the body shape was done um, it's always important to use your um, to use to have a center line um, I then used a template that I cut for Pre, that previous guitar that I'd done, which was a um, which was a rosewood bodied uh, four string, and I used the same uh, template for the neck to do uh, that guitar. And I think I'll probably continue using that template. It, it's it's a really nice neck. And here's the most important part: it's a straight neck, all right. So there's no you know 42 millimeters up at the nut and then a wider measurement down. It's it's very simple because it's a straight neck. Um, I use a, um, a, a straight rule, you know, 90 degree rule to, um, to mark out the fret positions and cut the fret slots. And it just makes life, it, it really does make life so much easier for a four string guitar. There's very little in the way of uh, angle measurement and things like that that you need to worry about. So especially for the, uh, for the layman, or someone who's just starting out, building a three or four string guitar is just, it's its a really um, low stress way of actually building a guitar neck. Um, and because it's a four string, um, I didn't didn't need to put in a, a truss rod, doesn't need one, but I did use a fairly chunky eight mil mango fretboard that I got from MRWS. I got that from Mark at MRWS. Uh, big thanks to Mark for supplying awesome products. Um, and it was fantastic, yeah. It was it was really, really great. Um, very easy to work with. I then traced the position of, uh, of the, uh, the measurements for the, um, for the neck on a spare piece of MDF, found the center line of course, cut that out and you know routed routed the neck pocket. And uh, a lot of this was done not scientifically. A lot of this was just done, I just went and admittedly because I've done quite a few, um, I think <laughs> maybe I'm just a little complacent, but 
it was just a case of saying, yep, I need to put it in a neck pocket. Okay, chuck it in a neck pocket. Okay. And, you know, it was a case of lining it up and just doing it. Uh, and because I'm using pallet timber and I've got a fair bit of it, I, I wasn't... I, I think if I was using another piece of rosewood or if I was using a, you know, a maple body with a, you know, or a mahogany body, which I'd invested a lot of money in, in for the bare timber, I think I, I probably would have taken a lot more time doing it. But because there was very little stress involved, um, it was really enjoyable. So don't knock pallet timber until you go and grab some and, and give it a go is my suggestion. Um, if you just, you know, if you're doing something like this, which is very rustic and very homemade and, and, and you want to push that. Now the other thing that happened, the other thing I was using, of course, which I haven't mentioned yet, and which is so important to the sound and the feel of this instrument is, is a dog bowl. Um, now there's a few different things you can use. You can use pie tins, you can use a dog bowl, you can use uh, paint tin lids, coffee tin lids. There's all sorts of things that you could use and experiment with. But the dog bowl was wonderful. I was really, really happy with it. And I made, I made sure I got something a bit kitsch because if you turn it upside down, it's, it's blue with little paw prints on it. and It's, it's rather funny. So, um, yeah, the dog bowl was great. But the other thing I, that was very important, to, that has been important to the sound of the instrument as well, was the was the pickup that uh, the pickup choice that I used. I actually used a um, uh, a pre-done, like a Chinese-made four-pole single-coil pickup with harness. And um, I was selling these for a little while on the website, but I've decided, of course, I'm, I'm focusing more now on, on on building the instruments and selling the instruments, and not the parts. Um, but the little four-pole um, pickup harness that you can get. Uh, I know that Mark sells them at MRWS, and um, and they they're just wonderful. They're, they're great little great little because um, you don't have to worry about wiring. The only thing you do need to do with those pickups, I will say, is that you have to earth them. Um, they don't come with an earth wire, so and if you don't earth them, it's it, it really it affects the sound and. Unfortunately, if you're going to play through any kind of big rig or you want to play it live or with a bit of volume, it's, it's, that earthing sound can be really annoying. You've basically got to keep your fingers on the strings or keep playing it, otherwise you do get that hum and, um, and it, it can be a bit annoying. So uh, my suggestion is definitely just invest in a, in, a, in a small soldering iron and I was actually able to uh, drill a hole through to the bottom side of, of a back plate of aluminium which holds the strings and that earthed the strings uh, so there's no earthing issues with it, it's, just, it's actually very quiet apart from 60 cycle hum which you're going to get with a, uh, an inexpensive um, single coil pickup and that's all fine and that's all part of it um, but it came together really really well um, the pictures that I'll put we'll put pictures online so this little episode, this short little episode is about building a solid body four string and it's just, it's so worthwhile doing. And because the sound I've got out of it is, um, is marvelously different to anything else that I've got. Um, I've been collecting um, for the store as well, but also for me, I've been collecting Tesco uh, six string guitars. And I haven't played my standard electrics, like my Les Paul, um, my Stratocaster, I really haven't played those for nearly near on two years. It's a, I'm 
completely uh, engrossed in these fantastic instruments. But as I said, over the last six months or so, I've been buying, I bought four, um, four guitars off eBay, which have all needed work. Because um, they're not, you know, they're not well set up. They're not, you know, they're, they're, the parts, we've said 1960s parts, they all need a little bit of love. Anyway, I digress. Um, these guitars, it just sounds so wonderful and I, I got them all together the other night and I played them all and I, I got the Strat out and, and the funny thing is that I, the sound that I've got out of all of these guitars is so great and they're so different but when I plugged in the little dog bowl resonator guitar, the four string that I just built, it was wonderful. It was so, again, so very, very, very different. Um, it was like the love child of a banjo and an electric guitar. It's just, it's just got its own sound and it's so worthwhile um, experimenting and playing around with these things. And um, I had a chance to cut out, to design the scratch plate, um, to, to line up, uh, do all sorts of great things, you know. But again, having a router... Uh, I've got a, a small table router, but none of my parts, as I've said before, none of my parts are, are, are top of the line. Um, the router that I've got, as I've mentioned on an earlier podcast, uh, was given to me by my, my uh, father-in-law. Uh, the table for the, for the table router, uh, so what I did was, uh, was from Aldi's. I just got it from Aldi. It was $50 for, this, for, the, for the table. And I got my father's router, just inverted it, screwed it in and it's and it's lived there ever since uh and it's been fantastic it's it does all of my all of the cigar box guitar necks um apart from the ones that i do by hand um so the majority like 80 percent of the guitar necks that i do are done on the table router uh and it's just it makes life so 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 much easier um so get out there and experiment um, obviously on a podcast it's a non-visual thing so it's very difficult to, to kind of explain all of the, the intricacies of um, how, I, how I put it together. I'll put on some pictures again onto the, uh, onto the group. Um, if you've got any questions, uh, throw the questions up onto the group on Facebook, uh, the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast. Um, chuck any questions up. Always happy to, you know, it's, it's been some really good discussion. There's been some fantastic uh, people joining the group recently uh, and some wonderful um, uh, comments on the group, fantastic pictures. Thank you so much to, to, to Ray, the, uh, the ukulele king, um, uh, Rob Robel for, uh, for uh, putting up some fantastic pictures, uh, great comments and um, contributions by... Uh, some some wonderful wonderful people um down here and you know here in australia as well and um i just couldn't yeah i just been so happy with with uh with the amount of people that are jumping on and and um it's just been absolutely fantastic uh greg hornsby just wonderful 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 yuki building at the moment man so so excited to see how that's all going to work out and um yeah absolutely fantastic guys so a big thank you from adam harrison of birdwood guitars um i apologize for not putting pub podcasts up um i'm going to put a lot more up hopefully i've got a couple of interviews organized um i'm going to pop this up 
very shortly. It's currently Friday, uh, and I'm back at work. Back at work teaching, so it's it's uh, it's nice to be back at work. Um, bit of a rest. <laughs> so. Uh, All the best to everyone out there. Thank you for listening. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe. And, uh, And we're back. See ya.